Lads, we're back. We're back. Hey, bizarre. Is. It's Daniel. It's Alex and Adam. Woo! Yeah, guys. Um, I want to give the listeners a reason why they should not only be listening to the audio portion of the show, but also the YouTube version. Because right now, we have a guest in in, in preview. I wonder if you can see her. Um, there is my. That's my lovely golden lab. Carrie. She's about a year and a half years old. I love her. She's, of course, named after Carrie Price. I mentioned that before. So if you want to see an adorable little pup, you should check out the show on YouTube. Uh, and Not yeah, Carrie you can Underwood. see... Can't, shut up. <laughs> and then you can see also how visibly upset I get with these two when they make jokes like that. And I think I should start off the show saying, Daniel, you owe me an apology. Okay. Not just, but... Right now, I'm actually wearing a jersey, as I always like to do, and uh, it has an A on it. So who do you think is on the back of this jersey? Thomas Bacardi. Brian Gianta. It is not. It is not Brian Gianta. It's Thomas Blakanix. Scott Gomez. It is Thomas Blakanix. And by the way, the A uh, is an alternative captain. That's actually stands for Adam because he's a big fan. But uh, I, Thomas Blakanix. Now, as you know, we have to be good to our listeners. And fortunately, um, out of probably the four people that listen to this podcast, one of which is my mother, who is a very passionate house fan, and her favorite hab of all time is actually Thomas Placanix. So when she was listening to the last episode, or no, was it the yeah, it was last yes. episode, and you brought up Please Thomas Placanix. Legend. Fourth line center. Thomas she was Placanix. so mad that she wanted to come while she wanted to come on the show while we were recording and give you and I was like, no, um, I will. You have to wear the jersey and make him apologize. So, Alex, okay. I'm sorry, Dan, Daniel, because of this, you've caused great trauma to my mother. Um, my dog is now sleeping because she's so sad and so upset with you. So I think you owe everyone in my household an apology and especially right. to, like an ex. All right. The Fallujah household, oh. I apologize to uh, for calling Thomas Placanich a Leafs great. Oh, I think Alex feels the same way where, you know, we he's a great guy, you know, great player. I think we just wanted a splice of that in Toronto. <laughs> you're so, you're, that was such a good save. That was so good. We just wanted a splice of that. And I think that, you know, maybe we, we I took it too far with that. You know, it, you know, you get caught up in the playoffs hype and everything. So I apologize. He, he, you know, he's always going to be remembered as a hat. Yeah, that's no, good. No, no, that's no. very yeah, good. Yeah, we with Toronto. No, it's really funny. When he came back July 1st, he said, so when exactly did you know you were coming back? And he's like, the re-sign period. <laughs> Even though, let's be honest, the moment he went to Toronto, they knew he was coming well, back. Well, they're already so, like, As soon yeah, as it happened. Montreal, <laughs> the whole thing with his turtlenecks, not Toronto. Yeah. Remember, wasn't it, God, who was it? When his first game back in Montreal, it was like Brendan Gallagher – um, Ichiri Lekkinen and someone else wore turtlenecks to mess with him. <laughs> they were just laughing. Like he can't wear a turtleneck without referencing Thomas Plekanec's. Forget about Wayne Gretzky's weird like turtleneck he had. It belongs to Thomas Plekanec. Anyway, though, um, before I hand the show over to Alex, it's, it's of course his episode of Bizarre Adventures today. We'd be doing some lists and such. Um, I think we'd be remiss in not um, giving our best wishes and condolences to the friends and family of the updated, I believe it's now up to 22 dead in Nova Scotia after the country's biggest mass shooting. Um, I say 22 because of the article I'm seeing from The Guardian. 
Um, apparently, it's up to 22 people have been identified as victims. Uh, Sidney Crosby and Brad Marchand, from what I've seen, both Nova Scotian guys, have uh, also given their best wishes to their home province and that. And uh, we would like to do the same here on this show. But um, anyway, though, I won't linger on it again. Uh, Something we'd like to bring up, best wishes, of course, once again. Uh, but Dan, uh, Alex, sorry, why don't you get us going with the fun? I think you're missing our what am I missing? Uh, NWHL. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Finally, one little thing in this baby power hour. The NWHL is bringing for season six, they call it, which is weird. It's like a TV show, are expanding to bring a team to Toronto. Of right. course, all of our home cities here in uh, southern Ontario. Finally bringing the NWHL to Canada. Mm-hmm. Good Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely. It probably laugh because they can't figure it out. But uh, anyway, um, Daniel, anything else you would like to bring up when it comes to hockey news before we get started here? Um, no, that's it. I All think right. we're we're pretty much covered. Uh, to go right into it. Okay. Again, apologize to uh your your mom for uh, the Thomas Buchanich <laughs> slip. It's okay, man. It's okay. Um, I'm gonna take this jersey off because it's actually it's pretty it's pretty hot. Got my window open. Okay. The weather's nice. Is it? Outside. I haven't been outside. Um, I'm sorry. I thought it was a Scott Gomez jersey. No, I will never own a Scott <laughs> Gomez. They gave Mike McDonough for that guy. So, uh, I'm gonna tell you about what what the hell we're doing today. Um, so we've been in quarantine or self isolation. Social. We've been social distancing. That's the word I'm using for about just pretty much over a month. Uh, probably a month and a half at this point. So we finally got around to it. We're going to do our quarantine lists. We have six topics, top three lists that we're going to do. And I have three surprises that they don't know about. I'm scared, Daniel. No, they're not that bad. They're actually, it's fun. Today's supposed to be a fun episode, okay? Because we're fun guys. Yeah, we're fun guys. It's the two-on-one podcast. (laughs) Yeah, guys. Actually, actually, do we do we want to tell Daniel what we have planned for the other behind the scenes stuff for the show that we were talking about before the start? What what stuff? You know, never mind. We'll leave it as a tease. But there's a change coming to the aesthetic of the show. Oh yes. That we're gonna leave as a surprise. Okay. It is what happens when I come late to the meetings. We're gonna put a duck logo on the show. Are they meetings or are they barbecues? Barbecues. I don't know. <laughs> Adam, do you not get it? Adam Meeting doesn't barbecue get it. God meetings. Adam doesn't get it. Oh, it was an episode of SCP, yeah. yeah. By the sound of it, I'm going with Jesse Blake. It was a meeting, not a barbecue. <laughs> okay, let's get this started. The weird, weird introduction today. Um, okay, what do you guys want to start uh, with? Pardon? A bizarre introduction. Oh, okay. For bizarre. bizarre of yes. course. Of course. Okay. What? Which one do you guys want to start with? Um. Mm, what are you most passionate about, Alex? Honestly, I think we should start with the sports one. Let's go top three hockey games to watch. Okay. Uh, let's start with Daniel. Oh me. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. 
I have technically four instead of it. three. Bastard. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Um, I'll do it in. You want me to? Yeah, I'll do it in chronological order. Sure. Some are like pretty obvious ones. Sure. Um, okay, so game one is the one that I think a top game to rewatch is. I didn't realize like when I was a kid how intense it was. Was game six of the 2007 Western Conference Finals. Okay. So that was the Ducks versus the Red Wings when the Red Wings were in the Western Conference. And I remember that game. That was, you know, that was a fierce game. That was when, you remember, like, the Red Wings, they were, like, rolling out, like, Datsuk and Zetterberg on separate lines. But, like, they also, like, just got Todd Bertuzzi at the deadline. Um, Dominic Hasek wow. at, like, 43 was still dominant. Um, and what you saw was, like, that promising Ducks team that, you know, I'm always going to love that, you know, like, Kunitz, Getzlaff, Perry on the second line. First line was, oh, no. Dust, no, Dustin Penner, Getzlaff, and Perry, sorry, on the second line. First line was Kunitz, Andy McMillan, Team Slay. Um, that was a greasy game. So, like, it was a back and forth. No one thought, no one knew who was really going to win. This was at the Joe Louis Arena, and this was when the Ducks actually went to the finals. But that was, like, a pretty intense game. That was when they won the cup, yeah. But I actually thought they were going to get eliminated by the Red Wings because this was still, like... You know, no matter what AG is, prime Nicholas Lidstrom. Uh, this was when, like, Datsuk and Zetterberg were still both putting up, like, 90 points a season. And they still had, like, Chris Draper, um, Thomas Holstrom, all those, like, crazy role-player guys that they somehow find in, like, the later rounds. Uh, my second game is... Uh, it's not... It's not. It, I just... Okay, I, I picked it because of the whole bizarre theme today was um like game three i believe yes of the penguins and flyers in the 2012 playoffs that game was like eight six yeah um i i kind of felt when i was watching this game like every shot went in that was uh kind of when the penguins started thinking i don't know like if mark andre Fleury could really deal with this like mentally and then they kept switching in between like thomas Vokun and i remember just this one goal I could take from that game was, I don't know, like he doesn't really do this too much anymore. But Jordan Stahl went for like this crazy deke and he just like snapshot it past like Ilya Bruskalov, and I'm like, whoa, where did that come Ilya from? Ilya Bruskalov, wow. Yes, I have not heard that name in a long, long time. Apparently, he was not well liked by his teammates because uh, he could not make a save. He <laughs> <laughs> could stop a baseball. Bit of a weird dude. Is that also the series? Didn't Crosby get into a fight with like Giroux or something? Yes, that was when um they interviewed Crosby and Claude Giroux. It's like I don't like the guy. I just don't like the guy. Yeah, God, that's um, oh sad. That was crazy. That was like when they were still enforcers. I remember it was like Eric Goddard for the Pens against uh, Zach Ronaldo of the Flyers. Um, that's when the Penguins kind of like they didn't win it, but they kept stacking their defense. I remember that, like Zabinik Mahalik, uh, Paul Martin, not the former prime minister. Um, Chris Letang coming into his own. Yeah, like that was, that was a crazy team, but like they couldn't really kind of figure things out. Um, okay, so game three. Okay, so I kind of lied. I didn't put this in chronological order. So That's my okay. third one is a regular season game in April. I actually watched it recently. Uh, with my family, and that was the Panthers and the Leafs in 2006 in April. 
this was it was a crazy game. Joe Newendike he signed with the Panthers after the deadline. He left the Leafs and he had a trick against this game, but the Leafs still somehow won the game because Matt Zanin scored four goals. Yeah, that's Matt. It was a wild game, like like it was crazy. So Jeff O'Neill was on the Leafs at the time, and Jamie McLennan was the goalie for the Panthers oh, <laughs> that yeah. game. That's a throwback. Yeah, I always kind of wonder. I'm like, did they ever talk about that game afterwards? Like, that was an insane game for both of them. Newendike's a weird player because you just mentioned that he left the Leafs and went to the Panthers. Yeah. Then there was a time where he was a um, where he was a flame, and then he got dealt to the Stars for a Ginla. Newendike's a weird dude. Like, the most I've ever heard of Newendike is that, yeah, he was good, but also, like, man, he just he went a lot of places for a good player. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, Went around quite a bit. Like he and he won like Calgary, Dallas, New Jersey. He won all three of those teams. Not with the Leafs, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry about it. You bring up Sundin, great players that uh, just fortunately could not uh, could not do it there. I felt bad, Daniel, because a lot of these games, especially that that Panthers game. Yeah. That is that is before my time, but it's just, it's funny that you mentioned McLennan and O Dog. Just looking, of course, now two two thirds of Overdrive on TSN. Mm-hmm. Do you think Arm Dog was as loud of a player as he is a broadcaster? I don't know. Apparently, like even when I remember we talked about in his rookie year, he was still like an outspoken guy on the Whalers, and then people are like, "Oh, like." <laughs> Sorry, Arm Dog or O Dog? Yeah. Which oh, one, Doug? You mean wait, wait, wait. Uh, you're talking Jeff. Yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, I mean Jeff O'Neill. Not Colby Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Not Colby Armstrong. Yeah, sorry. I forgot they have like, like similar nicknames. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about former Hab, formerly former Penguin. I'm talking about Jeff O'Neill, TSN. Okay, okay. Yes. I, yes. I remember um, him talking about when he came into the league. Like he said, he had like the swagger with him, and they asked him, "When you look back on your like rookie year." what was the hardest thing? And he's like picking the music for the warmups <laughs> because he wanted to appease everybody on the roster. You want to be like that, that kid coming, coming onto the roster saying like, okay, yeah, we're going to be listening to this guys. Right. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So that's, um, that was your okay. three or you that have was, one more? Yeah. One bonus. Okay. Just go. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it was a, what am I going to pick? 2009. NHL Finals, Game 7, between the Penguins and the Red Wings. And I just picked that because, like, for me, that was, like, the pinnacle of this entire Penguins rebuild finally worked out. And you guys remember the Penguins, they came back in the third period. Uh, thanks to Max Talbot. That was kind of random. Penguins grinder. Uh, Flurry makes that, like, split-second save to win the Cup. Uh, at Joe Louis Arena, that was crazy. And... Malkin had like 36 points in 24 games to win the win the wow. Smythe. Yeah, so talk about that kind of like that's a guy we don't talk enough about is Evgeny Malkin. Now that yeah. was 09 was it was back to it was it was them and Detroit in the back to back series, right? Yeah. And when, when did Hosa leave Detroit? So he he lost to them in 2008, and then he mm-hmm. tied with the Red Wings. For one year, and then he lost to the Penguins in 2009. Yeah. 
He went ring he went out he went ring fishing, eh? Yes. And after that he um signed a twelve year contract with the Black <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, still those are the best things ever. I mean, I wouldn't want a team to sign it well, now. Those... But looking looking at it now, those long term contracts are freaking hilarious. Yes, like Rick DiPiercio, how many years? 15, or was it? That was, was it the 12? same uh, summer. <laughs> Kovalchuk was offered 17 years. Yes, yes. And um, they gave they took the Devils' first round pick away for circumventing the cap. Yes, yes. I, I, well, Brian Burke always talks about them going to uh, the court of arbitration or something to talk about it. It's funny. Okay, Adam. Um. Yeah. So Daniel Daniel was pretty all right there with that. He didn't really go to his his, his fan. There was a bit of duck stuff in there, a little bit of the least. But it was more entertainment there, especially with that TSN reference. Uh, two of my games are actually... I have honorable mentions as well. And most of these are Montreal games, except for one. I'll start with that. Mine is last year's Cup Final, Game 7, Blues and Bruins. Because, A, um, the first... Of course, we've talked about this before, that we're all fans, but at some point you also start rooting for uh, stories and players, right? The first non-hab I was ever a big fan of was Vladimir Tarasenko. So I was, a, I was very much rooting for the Blues last year. And, uh, of course, the story with him is fantastic. You know, started January, last place. Bennington all of a sudden comes up after Brodeur was blocking his career for a few years. Let's say, Lewis, don't worry about it. For seven um, games? <laughs> no, no, no. He was in the organization. He was in the organization. <laughs> I will I will die on this point. But anyway, um, I think why I love this game so much is that massive save that Bennington makes towards the end of the first period. Like, the sprawling, like, leg spread save. Because that is the moment where on the broadcast they talk about that's the kitchen sink. That's everything in the kitchen sink. They were not going to get past uh, Jordan Bennington. Of course, in that series, too, you also had every time or in that entire playoff run, any time the Blues lost, they would come back with such a strong game. And they either really were underdogs, which is weird to look kind of the team they've turned into this season. Also, it's hilarious to watch Brad Marchand turn over the game winner. And then I don't want to laugh at someone crying. But this is Brad Marshan, who um, is known for spearing and licking people. So uh, that that's that was a big. It was a feel good moment as well to see so many of those guys like Steve Petrangelo, Tarasenko win that cup, and um, everyone. And I think because of that loss, the Bruins became the the team who has most the lost. Sorry, who has lost the most amount of cup finals, which is hilarious. So. We should all mention that. Um, my second game is actually the Montreal Canadiens versus the Boston Bruins. This is in uh, April. No, sorry. Hold on. I've got to do some math here. This is um, round two, game seven, 2014. This is, of course, the game where um, I'm trying to remember. Subban in this entire – anytime the Habs played um, – Went against the Bruins. It was just incredible. I think also in this series where P.K. Subban had his famous breakaway goal, which is probably the Habs' most electric goal over the past decade. And what I'll tell you guys that, listen, winning a Game 7 in TD Garden is such a good feeling as a fan. To see your team go in there and do it. And um, it, it's it's probably my, the highlight of this 2014 conference final run for the Habs. Of course, this is when I really got into hockey. So um, a lot of things really were solidified for me as a fan in this series. Of course, how electric Subban is. Um, Carey Price was so scary 
in this. I believe in Game 7 too, Dale Weiss, of course, had the opening goal. And, of course, he was taunting Milan Lucic the entire time. This is, these are the moments that you remember, and it just it's made these past few years so much more difficult as a Habs fan because you just want success, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- those are my first two. Uh, sorry, those are my, uh, my first two. Um, my third is Montreal versus Ottawa, April 26, 2015, round one, game six. Montreal were up 3 nothing in this series. They actually chased out the Hamburglar. This was uh, Andrew Hammond's first year when he came incredible, all this breaking records for his first 20-odd games. And uh, in this, of course, there's the famous massive Subban goal where Markov starts kissing him. Um, Alex Galchenyuk had a wicked just spin around um, overtime winning goal. It, it was uh, fantastic. And the cherry on top was game six. About two minutes left, Jacob De La Rose takes a tripping penalty. It's one nothing Montreal at this point. And Carey Price shuts the damn door. 44 saves to clinch the series for the Canadians. Oh, so this is the, these are the days. And, of course, 14-15 was the season Price won the Hart, the Vesna, the Ted Lindsay, the Jow. It was, oh, it was so good. It's just such a good feeling to look back at that game. I remember when Jacob De La Rose took that penalty. I I was so angry with him. I was like, you, you idiot. What do you do? Like, we are in not a good position here. Craig Anderson's come in, and it's one of those things in his career where he pulls out a rabbit out of his hat, and you're terrified here because if this goes to seven, I'm not feeling great about this, even if it is in Montreal. But Carey Price says, no, no, no. I'm Carey goddamn Price, and we're going to win this damn game. And he did it. He did it. I, I don't um, want to sound mean. I just have a question. Yes. Was this the last time they made the playoffs, or did they make the playoffs the year after? They missed in 2016. That was Price was hurt the whole year. And then they made it in 2017, but lost in six to the Rangers. Oh, okay. Um, honorable uh, – okay, two honorable mentions. One is actually in 2017, game two. Placanix ties the game up with a few seconds left in the third. Radulov wins in OT. Because this, is the, this was the second playoff game I ever went to. I went to game one as well. Um, but the Habs got shut out. And so this was game two, the one I'm talking about right now. And I remember Jeff Petrie, Montreal's first goal, and I celebrated so hard, I stood up and I accidentally punched the guy behind me in the stands. And he, <laughs> he grabbed my arm and was like, yeah, high five. And he, he's just angry and his chin's all red. I'm like, oh, no. But he was really, he was fine with it. He was like, yeah, I get it. And when Placanics tied the game up with a few seconds left, I couldn't stop shaking. It was so... It, Man, playoffs at the Bell Center is just something I've never felt so. It's I don't, I can't put it into words how special it is, uh, and just the energy of it. it it's it's fantastic. Um, and my other my last honorable mention, of course, is um, any Habs game last year from the eighteen nineteen season between Montreal and the um, the Capitals. They had. There's that wicked save Carey Price made on Novechkin where Ovi had to give him a fist bump. Jesperi Kotkinemi had his first goal and second goal in the same game of this where, you know, the Habs almost lose it, but Max Domi gets the game winner for a few seconds left as well. Then Jolar gets an empty or two seconds later, setting a new NHL record. They were always such exciting games. Ovechkin's always going to light the Habs up, but they're fighting back. It's just 18-19. It sucks the way it did with the Habs missing it by one point, but it was just such an enjoyable season to watch with so many great moments, and a lot of those came uh, against the Washington Capitals. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So, last but not least, I'll give my th- my three. Uh, first one is 2010 Olympics. 
uh, United mm-hmm. States versus Canada uh, going into OT. I mean, I don't really have to describe it. Everyone knows what happened. The ref did not kick the puck. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Just putting that out there. That's still my favorite Olympic team. It's awesome. That team is awesome. Um, my second one is going back now, I guess it was 2016, 2017, game 81. The Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, it's the first time I legitimately saw a team make the playoffs, a Leafs team make the playoffs. I don't count 2012 to 2012 13 because that wasn't an actual team, that was a pile of crap. Um, so it was really nice to see them clinch the playoffs. And of course, it was all Connor Brown. So it, it was just, it, it had to be that guy like it had to be one of the guys who was there who was drafted developed by the team happens to be hometown which is always awesome and my last uh my last game i didn't pick any honorable mentions i apologize not as good as you two um the last game i went completely i don't know why i picked this one but it's i picked i cheated a little bit i picked a series instead of a specific game <laughs> We're going back to 1993. The Toronto Maple Leafs in the Western Conference Finals. I believe it was the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, they played in the Western Conference. I don't know why. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Los Angeles Kings. (laughs) Why? Because I've heard so much about about this team... You know, they were that team that really could have pushed towards it. And then the ref missed the blood. And then Wayne Gretzky scored. And then, and then, and then. But Doug Gilmore had 127 points in, uh, for some reason, it says 83 games. Uh, Did he rated it that year? No. Or? no. I, don't know why, I don't know. I think it was just a mix-up. Uh, there was also Wendell Clark. Love Wendell Clark. Um, and Felix Potvan. The cat. The cat. See, you you got to be careful what you wish for there because... See, you know what's really yeah, frustrating as a, as a Habs fan? Tell me. When I look back on 93, even though it was six years before I was born, that when people talk about the 93 playoffs, yeah. they never talk about the fact that Montreal actually won. It's always... It's always the damn high stick that Gretzky yeah. got away with. It's always yeah. that. That's exactly. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's not the Blue Jays? Nope. No one nah. cares about the Blue Jays. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel so, I'm just going to pan my computer to the door. There it is. You can just walk out right now. <laughs> I love you, Daniel. No, but I do. I really like that's one series that I hear so much about. And even though, you know, I know what the ending is that the Leafs, yeah, they did lose. But. It seemed like, you know, I, I read a book and it was written by Damien Cox and I think it was called The Last Good Year. Um, and, and it kind of talks about that series. It talks about different players. And it's like, man, like this is like a series that I never got to experience. And if you and, and for me, it's like, OK, so, yeah, I kind of started watching hockey um, religiously 
around 2010. And you think about 2010 to 2000 and essentially 2016 have literally just been dog piles of garbage. Literally just dumps on the floor, on a carpet. That's what, and they just <laughs> smeared into the carpet. Right. <laughs> That's some descriptive language right there. Like, yeah. it's like, if you want more descriptive language like that from Alex, go check out his feature on TV. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not bad. That that was poor description, but the one in my article is much better. Um, but it's like, wait, is this a Golden Star one? Yeah. No. Yes. 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 You know if they're still sorry, random. Do you know if they're still open for yeah for takeout? Yeah, takeout yeah, okay. and and uh, deliver and they do they have they're on Uber Eats and skip the dishes. Um, okay, okay. That's an aside. Sorry, yeah, Just, no, I'm okay. getting hungry. It's almost lunchtime for me. <laughs> um, so like I I want to see like when you think about the Leafs now, you think about Austin Matthews, you think about Mitch Marner, you think about Nylander, Riley Anderson, but like for me growing up. A Leafs fan, yeah, yes, I got into hockey and Phil Kessel happened to be a Leaf. That's why, like, he was kind of my favorite player. But when you talk to someone about the Leafs, it's like, man, like, you know, Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, Matt Sundin, um, Felix Potvin, uh, Curtis Joseph. Like, there's all these guys that were talked about that I never got to see play. So I'd love to yeah, go back and like- watch this. That's great, yeah. It's like something I kind of think about too. Like I think like all of us could kind of relate to that. That there's these guys we always kind of talk about. Like realistically, we talk about like I don't. We'll talk about like 1986 and Patrick Waugh, for example. Yeah. But you know, none of us were born. Yeah. For that, or uh, but you always hear about it. Even like the few times I've been to Montreal, uh, you know, no one's gonna talk to me about Jose Theodore or. Jocelyn Tebow. And and I think this is a series, and I know they won't do this, but I really want them to do this, to play on Sportsnet. I don't know why, but, like, I'd love to watch this series. If they put it on Sportsnet, I would literally stay in front of the TV and watch each and every single game. That'd be great. It's, like, the perfect time. I've been watching a lot of, like, have you been watching the retro games? Uh, some of them. They're, they're pretty good. Like, they're really fun. Like the 1994 Devils and Rangers, or uh, the converge, the controversial Brett Hall goal. That was yeah. pretty cool. Okay, shall we move on to the next topic? Yeah, speaking of God with this hockey one for a while. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, do you want to just get started with shows then? Top three shows that people should watch during quarantine. Me? Uh, yeah, Daniel, start. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so my top three shows are – well, I have one honorable mention because I don't know if I wanted to add this as a uh, top one because this That's is like okay. my fourth time through it. That's okay. Okay, so number one for me, this is like my ultimate like de-stressor feel-good show is Bob's Burgers. Okay. It's so funny. Like the animation is amazing and it's they have the right amount of like dry humor and I guess pop culture references, but like they don't overdo it. Right. I don't know. It's like a it's like a great show. It's like just about like a small time family restaurant trying to get by in a small town. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, you guys just need to watch it. Have you guys watched it? Yeah. A couple. Yeah. Like, I've seen some episodes on TV. You like it? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, um, it's difficult to watch it at the same time as watching Archer, because Bob and Archer have the same voice actor. Oh, yeah. And, uh, have, have you ever seen the episode of Archer when, like, they make it so he's actually Bob from Bob's Burger? Oh, yeah, yeah, they have the burger place, That's yeah. Yeah, go on. Sorry, Daniel. Just thought I mentioned that. No problem. Um, number two is a throwback from the '90s for me, and that is Third Rock from the Sun. Wow, that is a good f- show. Oh, I uh, grew up with the show. Um, it's kind of weird to see a 12-year-old Joseph Gordon love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. The show it never like I'm watching it right now. Like I think I, I told you guys I'm um. I've been working on, like, this really long feature for a while and to kind of, like, break up, like, my, I guess, like, the times I have, I finished the writing portions, I'll watch one episode of The Rock from the Sun. Yeah. And, like, it, same thing to you as uh Burgers puts me in a good mood. It's just, it's so funny. Like, I actually, I'm, I'm someone that barely laughs out loud and this show just, like, gets, gets to me every time. <laughs> um, that, I think, yeah. That's tied with number one. Um, number three, and this one's kind of off the board compared to the other two, and that's Neon Genesis Evangeline. Okay. Uh, it's the anime um, from 1995. Um, Man, first- if, if I knew you were going to bring up anime, Daniel, this would have been a fun... <laughs> this is right but, down out of the But yeah, I don't know. I love it. Um, for me, I think... Like I'm not as big of an anime fan as Adam is, but I love mechas. So like Gundam Wing, um, Escaflone, uh, all that Co- kind of stuff. Pardon? Ever watch Code Geass? No, I I better check that one out. Watch Code Geass. But yeah, you, uh, yeah, I don't know. It has a cool vibe to it. Reminds me of Pacific Rim. Uh, the art really holds up. Uh, yeah, highly recommended. I like that I add variety to that list. Oh, fancy you. Okay, since Adam's yes, disappeared, I'll just go. Hey, yeah, I know where you went. Um, so my top three shows that people should watch. Number one is is The Office. And I think it's just yes. it's the overused answer, but I think it's hilarious. Um, uh, only seasons one to seven, though. Yeah, I watched it like... Seasons eight and nine without Steve Carell, and especially that last episode where it's really emotional, it's just not yeah. as good without Steve Carell. And they try putting these characters in where it's funny, but it's not the same. Like they bring in Robert California, obviously, but like the Lizard King, the li- <laughs> James Spader's not funny. Pardon? James Spader's not funny. But he's he can he's he's good at other things. Um, like Ultron. Yeah. No, he's what the hell is the show called? Now the name's not Blacklist. To me. Yeah, I think he's in another show. It's on Netflix. I see it all the time, and I watched an episode. It was good. Um, my second show, Breaking Bad. Oh, oh yes. That's a that I've is a phenomenal show. It's a f- I I've gone through it twice. And I would watch yeah. it again. I love that show. Like, I, Why is the worst? Pardon? 
Why is Skylar the worst person ever? I don't know. I don't know. But I love the show because it's so like, oh, it's like there's all the endings are like they keep drawing you back in. And that makes a good show. Like, especially when it's not comedy. You know, comedy, like something like The Office or something like Third Rock from the Sun or something like Bob's Burgers doesn't have to drag you. It doesn't have to have that kind of like cliffhanger at the end. Because it's like, oh, you're just coming back for the humor. Whereas some, uh, as like something like Breaking Bad, or um, like other shows, kind of leave that leave that cliffhanger. Or like Tiger King, I haven't still haven't seen Tiger King, but I've heard very good things about it. I hear there's lots of cliffhangers, stuff stuff like that. Um, my last show, and I suggest both of you watch it because it is good, even if you're not a fan of of this sport, is the Formula One Drive to Survive. It is spectacular like it's not about when you watch it you realize it's not about the cars you realize that there's just all these rivalries going on whether it be between like these like inner team rivalries or just between drivers oh it's so good I suggest both of you watch it uh, those I, are like, I never thought about that one pardon hmm Never thought about the Formula One one. I should check that one out. Yeah, like even people who aren't into Formula One, like I've seen it on Twitter a lot that a bunch of people have been watching. Like I know for a fact Justin Bourne watched it because he had tweeted about it um, and saying, yeah, like I'm ready to watch the Formula One season where I don't think I've ever heard him talk about Formula One ever. So that's a weird sport that like racing that like – I've always seen, like, a lot of hockey fans especially have always been like, listen, if you really sit down and get into it, it's actually very entertaining. Oh. Even though at first you're kind of like, I don't want to watch racing. No, well, I think sorry. it was Talladega Nights. I don't know why. That, <laughs> the, have Talladega ever, Nights. Oh. Have you ever seen Talladega Nights? No. That's my only that's, experience that's with Formula that. One. No, no, the, the, but that's not Formula One. Oh, I guess the guy. Oh, it's not? Talking, no, the... Uh, that's NASCAR, but the French guy. NASCAR, uh, sorry, yes. The French yeah, Jean guy, Girard, yes. Jean Girard is from Formula One. That's what he says. But it's 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 very okay. interesting. Like you realize, like there's so much more to it than just driving a car. It's a whole new respect level. Okay, Adam, three shows. All right, um, two are anime, by the way. Okay, well, three. Because I have an honorable mention. I'll bring up my honorable mention now because it's a show I never shut up about. Watch Star Wars Clone Wars. It's good. All right? Like, all of these that I'm going to mention except, except for one. The rest of them are animated. And people just don't seem to give animated stuff respect. And it's I get so angry about it. But Star Wars Clone Wars, if you like Star Wars, yeah. just watch it. It's, it's so, it humanizes Anakin so well. Obi-Wan is treated like a freaking king with the best storylines. Yoda's pretty funny. It's in its final arc right now. Like, Darth Maul's in it. And everyone loves Darth Maul, yeah. even though Phantom Menace is not a movie. It's just, I, I can't just put this into, into words. You just, just watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's there. There's seven seasons. Watch it. Watch it. How There's three seasons? episodes left to be aired. How many seasons? We're in season seven and this last season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three more episodes. Episodes of Legion Man are, are happening. Uh, every Friday, Disney Plus, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sponsor us, Disney. You own everything else in the world. Share that well. 
Um, okay, my first show is it's very popular, but a lot of people have fallen out of love, love, love with it because the ending was so naff. But I really do think the first four seasons of Game of Thrones is something so special. Like the writing is just, and a big part of it is apparently D and D, who of course were the showrunners, did a lot of work when it came to doing going to the actors and that. Like the performances from a young Kit Harrington, um, Peter Dinklage, Lena Headey, Jeffrey, sorry Nikolai Castavalda, like. The cast are phenomenal and do such a good job. And Sean Bean, of course, and just it defies expectations in so many good ways. And like the theme of like George R. R. Martin, when he was writing, as he's been writing the books, has always made the point that the only thing worth writing about is the human heart. And the way that that really goes into the series and how it's translated in the earlier seasons into the show is so good. It is such a good job of showing like what war actually does to the common folk and um and revenge and why it is not a good thing like, like there are so many characters who are all out for revenge and terrible things happen to them whether they're the good guys or the bad guys can uh, I, it's, can and, I, no i was just say can i be honest go ahead. can i be honest yeah i have never yeah. seen a single clip or episode of game of thrones not because Watch. i don't like it i'll get to it eventually you should. I, uh, I, it's pretty funny. So I don't know why I did this, but I got to a certain point in the books and in the show of a character I really liked that died. And I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I, don't <laughs> I know that happens often. I don't want to ask you because I want to spoil things for Alex, but, <laughs> but were they a Northman? Yeah. Yes. I I know who you're talking about because okay. he's well, he was one of my favorites too. If it's a guy, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. And yeah, okay. I was um, to this day. I'm still a big fan of the guy. Rest in peace, my man. Um, yeah. So that's all. I, and I'm spoiler. They're based off of on my. They're also very, especially the third one, best book I've ever read. My next show. These are both anime. Okay, and they are probably. If you look at the history of manga and anime, these are two of the most popular, beside Dragon Ball, because that's just... Like, even one of them. The one I'm going to bring up first is actually the highest-selling manga of all time. And if you do all of comic book history, it's third, and it's going to overtake Batman by the time this series is done. It's been going since 1997. Um, it's over 900 anime episodes and still going on, and the manga is at 977 chapters, I believe. 798 coming out Monday. And that is, of course, the anime that is known, and manga series, as I get my flag out, uh, of One Piece. Of course, it is a show that, to say, it's basically about a guy named Monkey D. Luffy, who is out to become the Pirate King. Or King of the Pirates. And along the way, he recruits his crew, and it really just becomes like a tale of these guys going out to retrieve, achieve their dreams. Um, a big thing is friendship and like what Luffy really does for his crew, how much he cares about them. Um, the amount of emotional moments that are going to make you cry in the show is incredible. And something that One Piece does better than anything else is, um, is long-term storytelling. There are, you know... Let's say you're about like a hundred chapters into the show. There will be a reference and call back to a character about six hundred chapters later. I'm not exaggerating. It's it's That's incredible. Crazy. It, it, it it's the only anime I've I've gone out and like bought the actual manga for. Of course, I have my flag. This is one of my favorite characters. 
name is Tony Tony Chopper. He is a human. Sorry, he is a reindeer who ate the human human fruit because there are things called devil fruits that give you powers in the show. And he's actually the team doctor, the crew doctor. Now, just I'll just give you a few characters. He's There's Luke. Yeah, no, no, he's a he's a doctor. Damn it! He, oh, he science. He saves lives. Damn it! There's Lucy, who's the captain. He has the power to make his body rubber. It's weird. There's Zoro, who is the uh, swordsman of the crew. There's Nami, who is the navigator. She's awesome. There's Usopp, who has a long nose and is known for lying. Guess what that's a reference to. Uh, there's Robin, who's like the the crew's architect. Then it gets really weird. There's Sanji, who's a chef who just loves kicking people and is obsessed with women. There's Frankie, who is a cyborg. There is Chopper, who I mentioned, a ranger who's a doctor. That's pretty weird. There's also Brooke, who is a living skeleton who is who has an afro whose roots so deep is afro. I know this sounds really stupid. He can play instruments. He's the musician of the band, and he is best friends with a whale. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's like, 80 years old, but his skeleton, his soul, like, he ate this, the soul, soul fruit. So his soul got separated from his body, but his soul couldn't find his body for, like, 20 years, so he had decomposed, except for his afro, which he, 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 he brings to <laughs> his heart. So it's a very, it's, it's pretty fast, crazy, but at, at its heart, it's a very emotional show, and it's, it's it's kind of anime in a nutshell that it's completely crazy, and I'm okay. gonna stop talking because I have to talk about one more show, but I love One Piece, and give it a shot because you it sold was, it well to us. I hope I did. I hope I did. Um, and yeah, Chopper, he's adorable. He has a blue nose. People, like, come on. Um, my last one is another very very now if in a popularity poll in Japan, this next one, this next show was actually voted above One Piece. And that's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Now, if that sounds familiar, it's because this series of the show is called Bizarre Adventure. So <laughs> that sounds like, familiar, yeah. Uh, wow. I know where that's from. Now, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a series that's been going since the 80s, I believe. And it is divided into parts. It's currently in its eighth part now. And every new part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has a different setting, theme, genre, cast of characters. You might have one or two recurring but it starts in like 15th century, like 16th century England in like a horror film type genre. Then the second part is a, um, it's like your classic American action film. Then when you get to part three, it's like the, that story about like the dude travels across the world in 80 days and something like that, except they fight vampires. Then I'm going to skip part four for a second. Part five is about like a, like Italian mafia group trying to work their way up, up the ramp. Part six, a prison Seven is a Western. Eight is a mystery. And the reason I've waited to talk about part four is that's my favorite. It's called Diamond is Unbreakable. And this is a slice of life little story. And also, as I said, there are new characters in every part, right? And Or as they, they're called JoJo's. Now, part four has a guy named Josuke Higashita. He has a pompadour. It's set in the 90s, so it's cool. And Josuke is my favorite because he has a heart of gold. Like, there's a scene where... He meets his dad, right? And his dad's like a strange, never really known him. And as his dad's getting off a boat, his cane snaps and he's about to fall. And Josuke catches him, right? And he holds his hand and he, and he helps him walk, right? The reason this is significant is because there's these things called stands. They're basically superpowers, right? And Josuke has a stand called Shining Diamond where he can repair anything. So instead of using his stand to repair his dad's cane, he, he instead... Oh, it's going to make me cry. 
And oh, there's just so many great characters. Like, watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. So good. So freaking good. Just you know amazing. Um, watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. No, so, okay, I will watch it, but I'll just, Daniel and I will just let you talk for an hour. Because I guarantee you, you can do <laughs> it with, like, no problem. No, I, 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 I am trying to keep this down. It's just, like, I love, like, man... I can't tell you how much I love a lot of these series and how much they mean to me. Uh, it's just like you talk about escape and that. It's just like there's nothing better to escape than with anime. And because it's just it's so crazy. It's so bizarre. Like I love um, imagination so much. And just some of the guys that these mangakas like create like a rubber man, a man out of mochi, a bull shark. Like, dude, it's I can't even get into it. I will stop now because I know I've talked a lot here. But. <laughs> Watch all those shows. Okay. So good. We're, we're 50 I'm, I'm minutes done. in and I'm we've done, done two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought we had too little amount of lists. Maybe we have too many. I don't We're That's just a, so passionate about it. I, I know. know. Okay. Uh, let's move on to movies. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Adam's still on his momentum stride, okay, so I think Adam, he should go. Adam goes first. I'm talking uh, so movies. Okay, number one, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I don't need to explain it. We, we looked talk, at the. We spent an hour and a half last week. It, it's my favorite movie. I think it's great. My second one is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Um, there's a you know I, that that's if you haven't watched or seen Harry Potter, like I don't think Daniel, you, Alex, uh, sorry, yeah. um, it's just it's a it's a, it's such a great an iconic series as Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban is just simply my favorite movie. Um, the relationship with Siri and Harry um, that you find out towards the end of the movie. Uh, Remus Lupin is one of my favorite characters, and he's a werewolf. It's awesome. Um, and just, you know, the performances in the movie from, like, you know, kid actors. you got to give a lot of credit to the Harry Potter series because they had to, like, shoot in like, a certain amount of time with these actors growing up. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to say too much else because you should see Harry Potter and, again, I went on so much about those animes that I'm going to try and cut down here. And my last movie is actually... You guys are going to laugh at this. Um, it's actually a Pokemon movie. Uh, Destiny Dis Deoxys. Um, listen, I love Pokemon. I'm, not, I'm a dork. I know. I still love Pokemon, too. It's okay. okay, good. Good. So Destiny Deoxys was... See, it's based on the third generation of Pokemon, right? And uh, that was, I think, like what I grew up watching at first was that one. And it was like Ash, May, Brock, um, like her, her stupid little brother, Max, I think. Like Ash had like a corefish and like Trico. It was awesome, right? This is one of the movies and like it's got like claws and deoxys and they're so cool. And there's a Munchlax who's really, really funny. He's a comic relief. And he's like making trick shots with bottles on garbage and eating cheeseburgers. And it's just, it's just uh, the reason I put it here is because it's such a fun movie and just so much of my childhood. And honorable mention to uh, Pokemon 2000 and uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Because those are, those are great movies. Part of my childhood. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially two thousand. Lugia, my my guy, love it. I watched that in theaters. I remember. I used to get like you get free cards with it. I remember when we would go to the theaters. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I love. Oh man. I a few months ago, McDonald's was doing a thing where you got Pokemon toys and cards, and I, I had lost some weight over like the summer because I was doing this like warehouse job. I was sweating. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I put all that weight back on getting McDonald's to get those Pokemon. 
So, uh, yeah. I'm, you didn't get the apple slices? No, no, I got yogurt, but, you know, when you're eating, okay. like, 20 nuggets, it's a bit different. Uh, anyway. oh I understand. I used to work at McDonald's, so, yeah, yeah the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Daniel, you want to go? I have a question. So, oh. when uh, we uh, did these lists, um, did, like, favorite movies in quarantine that we've watched or favorite, like, Overall, that people should watch. People should watch. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So I'll just do a bit of a mix. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. If you have okay. ten movies, uh, that's okay too. I don't mind. Okay. Cool. All right. Um. I guess one that's really kind of <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no objection. Um. The so one that kind of movies. <laughs> the one that's really stuck with me, I guess. Okay, I'll go with the ones that really stuck with me because I, I watch a lot of movies. Like, I watch three movies a week, like okay. new movies. <laughs> wow. Um, my first one is Good Time. So, it's the same director as Uncut Gems. Okay. But I like this is with Robert Pattinson. His name is Constantine Mikas okay. in the movie. And he's just like small time, um, small time, like, I guess, like, uh, like criminal he like tries to steal from banks and everything and then like it's this whole crazy thing where um, his brother who's like a bit mentally challenged gets arrested for what they did and then he has to try to break him out, out of the hospital but like it just everything just goes crazy it's just like the way I forgot like it's these two brothers who are the directors that um, the way their movies are just it just makes you feel stressed like there's no point in time in the movie where no one is talking. Like, there's always just someone talking, and like the camera angles are like right to the person's face. Um, funny movie. This movie is like the star of it's Robert Pattinson, and this was the movie that I said like, okay, yeah, this guy could be Batman. He has it. Like, an amazing. Like, also, I guess like honorable mention with this is the Lighthouse that uh, he did with Willem Dafoe, and it's about him going crazy. Um, in isolation, I don't know. That sounds kind of similar to that right now, but yeah, great movie. So, uh, so I'll say the lighthouse and good time in that. Um, a nostalgic one for me that is, you know, not the best movie to be honest, but it's just one I just I ended up seeing because it was available, and that was Good Burger. Okay, what's that uh, about? Who's in that? Uh, Keegan Thompson, <laughs> the guy from SNL. <laughs> Also using the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, oh, head. can't forget that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's about like a struggling burger place that has to compete with a another place that like a chain that oh uses God. weird like chemicals to create bigger burgers. Okay, and they have to use a secret sauce to save the. But it, it's like I don't know. It's just like if I watch this for the first time now, I'd be like, "What is this?" But the fact that I watched it as a kid, I was like, "All right, this is amazing." Uh, yeah, it's it sounds like SpongeBob and Bob's Burgers at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you guys should check it out. It's it's really off That's the cool. rails. Yeah, be, like to be honest. Um, third one for like a movie I watched would have to be um when I really stuck. I believe it was. Um, Training Day. So that's with uh, Denzel Washington and Ethan yeah. Hawke. It's like a 2000 movie. Um, it's about like a crooked cop trying to learn. Like a rookie cop trying to learn from a crooked cop and he doesn't know what's going on with his day. And it, it's it's acting's great. Denzel Washington won an Oscar for this. Um, 
Ethan Hawke, like he's been a guy that uh, I've kind of kind of really like, especially with like the recent Richard Richard Linklater movies, like uh, um, uh, we call the game a purge. No, uh, what's the one? Oh my god, a oh, boyhood. Um, yeah. So sorry, I did. Yeah. So because when we made the list, I didn't realize that it was the top movies, but also like movie franchises, and then basing off. Adam's favorite movies. Um, I guess my top franchises would have to be like, okay, Star Wars is already a given. You know why? I, I cheated a bit, so just yeah. Okay, Star Wars kind of a given. Empire Strikes Back will always yeah. be one of my favorites. Uh, even you know, like A New Hope. It just I love the pacing in that movie. Okay. Um, off the board type of opinion. I really like the arena battle in Episode Two. That's still like a childhood fixture for me. Okay. Yeah, One I think of the yeah. good things about that movie, by the way. Um, what else is there? Oh, um, Back to the Future, guys. We got to watch that. I know that might be something as an option for my bizarre adventures. But Back, back to the Future, it's my like the first one's probably like a movie I watch at least three or four times a year. Yeah, yeah. I love so much. Um, other movie franchises that I've actually been looking back on has been Wes Anderson. So I like his art style. I like his approach to movies. He's a very nostalgic guy like all of us are. Um, the movies I've watched recently from him have been Real Tannenbaums, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, George Clooney is the fox in it. You guys should watch that. Um, and what else I watch? Um, and Darjeeling Limited. It's like a bit of his offbeat type of one, but I think it's one really worth watching as well. But my overall favorite for him has been Bottle Rocket. Okay. Yes. Um, so that I was like, feel, like, uh, was like I twenty movies. Heard, if I said like the packages, <laughs> I feel bad that I haven't heard of most of the movies you've talked about. I know neither have I. I know most oh. of them, but so some I'm like, I don't know what they, the hell this is. They, they sound good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll send you, want, you a list. Of please, I've been doing that when people ask for recommendations. Please. Yeah. Um, Adam, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? Uh, are we at franchises now? Do movies and franchises. Um, Just do it together. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it away. Yeah, I, movies. Yeah, I you know Jurassic Park again. Oh, Just, you did movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, this, yeah, uh, yeah, man, yeah. man, man. This, doing this draft stuff is hard. Shout Harry out to Potter, shout draft. out to Adam oh. for being such a good draft host. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, friend. <laughs> I'll get my franchises out the way as well. Okay, go. Yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a pretty easy one because it's okay. such a good story. And um, honestly, um, Star Wars. Yeah. Especially, you talk yeah. about A New Hope, Daniel. It has to be the original one because Lucas messes with it. The more it goes on, it's illegal to watch the actual original version of A New Hope. Fun fact. Empire 2. Those are two good movies that are... We talked about this idea before that not only is it a good Star Wars movie, but uh, Empire and New Hope are good movies, period. Near yes. perfect. And, uh, of course, I have a soft spot in my heart for episode three of Star Wars because, like, I, I just, I don't know. I love Grievous. Uh, I love Order 66. I A lot of people aren't fans of the flippy-doo battles of uh, the prequels. I love them. Like, Obi-Wan versus Anakin is great for me. And as a Clone Wars fan, that just plucks at my heart. Shout out um, to Kid Fisto. Kit Fisto, yeah, uh, gets completely dicked over in that final fight. Same with Windu. But beside that, those are the only two franchises that I'm like a massive guy. Like I don't like saying Jurassic Park because 
that shouldn't be a franchise. It should be the first movie, and that's it. But yeah, go ahead, Alex. Um, so I'll go with my movies first. The first one is uh, The Matrix. Just the first one. Oh, obviously. that's a great one. It's weird. It's like Keanu Reeves. Like, oh, I I love Keanu Reeves. I love The Matrix. I I love John Wick. I started watching. I started to watch uh, the John Wick movies. Uh, two years ago and I'm so it was the third one was spectacular uh, I'm so excited for the fourth one and I can't wait for the new Matrix to come out but overall like that movie's just just spectacular um, uh-huh. then there's Pulp Fiction like oh, I think I think picture, you know yes. it has such uh, like just you can pick two people from that cast and John Travolta Samuel Jackson and then you can throw in Bruce Willis yeah. And it's such a Quentin Tarantino movie in that, you know, it's three hours long. And, you know, it's probably difficult to sit and watch. And I don't know. Like, it, it has that weird style in, oh, you start at the end, you go back to the beginning, and then it leads up to the end. And it's like, yeah. I don't know how that's many, like, yeah, it's it That's really, like, kind of his style. And I don't know how many people can really sit down with that. And somehow I did it, and now I love the movie. Mm-hmm. So if you English, haven't seen the movie yet, do you speak it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they speak English in what? <laughs> and and my last movie, and it's kind of off the board here, but I it's really funny. I I really think a lot of people will like it. It's uh, the other guys. Oh yeah, yeah that's great. Will Ferrell, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Michael Keaton. <laughs> Like, just that alone, like, Rob Riggle. And it's just so funny. And it's like that it takes the typical buddy cop uh, type of movie, kind of flips it on his head and makes it funny. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. Like, for me, if I had to pick my favorite, like, I guess, actor comedy-wise, it would probably be Will Ferrell, simply because that's kind of what I grew up watching. Like, there's obviously Anchorman. Uh, Step Brothers, uh, what am I missing? Uh, old School, the other guys, like the list goes on. Like that's kind of what I grew up watching, and I, that's kind of what I find funny. But those three movies, like I'd say, people have to should definitely go check out now. And I think if you watch those movies, you kind of get introduced to different branches of types of movies. Like Pulp Fiction, you'll get thrown into like these older movies. The other guys, you can start kind of exploring those different comedy movies and the matrix, you know, go watch Keanu Reeves. Like he has so many good movies, um, franchises. I actually have four cause I'm, I cheated again. Uh, number four is Batman and like the Christopher Nolan ones. So, uh, Batman, uh, begins, right. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, the dark Knight, And then, um, Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Sorry, I forgot the, those three. Um, and then the second, sorry, my third one is Rocky. Oh, that was great. That's a great pick. I really like Every sports fan has to watch, has to watch Rocky, I think. Yes. It's so good. One of the best music ever. Oh, yeah. Um, the th- second one is obviously Star Wars. One to six. Not seven, eight, and nine, and 
Well, really, four and five and six and three because three is really good. At the end of two. Sure. And you know what? Since we're just kind of throwing things in there, the end of um, the hell's it Rogue called? One. Rogue One, because that's the coolest scene. Um, Solo. Solo is very underrated. I haven't, still I haven't seen anyone. Solo. It's a really, really good Star Wars. I still haven't seen Solo yet. It's on the list, kind of. Um, I, I actually watched by chance. I think like it was a Tuesday after class, one of our classes last year, and I just watched it for five dollars because I uh, didn't want to travel back during rush hour, so I just went to the movies for for solo. Wow, appreciate yeah. the invite. Not offended. Not offended. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're not. I went by myself. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Okay, and my last one, and I think this is by far my favorite franchise. And I got introduced to it two years ago. I always knew about it. I never watched it. The Godfather. Oh, yes. Marlon Brando is the GOAT. That... Never seen any Godfather. Okay, Adam, when this quarantine is over, we're just going to spend a day watching The Godfather. All three right. three-hour movies. I mean, the third one, I, you don't really have to watch. Okay. The third one, you don't really have to watch. But the first two... Are I think they're phenomenal, like some of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. The cast alone is, oh my god, the cast is so good. You have to watch it. Yeah, I love it. you have to watch. Sorry, it. um, I just remember the Shushing thing of the Marlon Brando face he used to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the Robert. It's like you know where did Robert De Niro get his face? It's kind of like the Marlon Brando moved into the Robert De Niro. Just from uh, the Godfather, but those are those are my four. I'd like to give a shout out to Julian here who uh, went through seeing that face on the TTC several times. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have two more left. Mm-hmm. Top three things to do, and top three books. Which one do you guys want to do first? Okay. Um. Books? Okay, books. Okay. You picked. So Adam right. picked, Adam goes first. Um, okay, books. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, the Song of Ice and Fire series, okay, the series that the uh, Game of Thrones show is based off of. Okay. Um, the amount of detail that George R. R. Martin puts into world building, all that kind of stuff, is just really fun to read. Uh, especially when you get to book three. It's, it's kind of like, if you want to call it anything, I'd say it's the culmination of the first half of the series. Um, a very heartbreaking book to read. And um, is it hard to read sometimes? Yeah, I uh, won't lie, but it's not as bad as some other stuff I've read. Uh, also, I, I mentioned One Piece was big for long-term storytelling. Game of Thrones has that as well, I definitely say. Uh, also, Jurassic Park, the book. I, I know I, I, I'm repeating myself a lot with Star Wars and Jurassic Park, but honestly, it's just it's a really good book, too. Uh, you know, Grant's pretty wicked. Ian Malcolm's even more of a just, you know, complete, uh, what's the word, uh, prick, but in a good way in the book. He's just total smart-ass. Uh, and finally, this is a bit cheating, but um, I'm going to especially put some spotlight on the One Piece manga. And the reason I'm saying this is uh, I talk about how people don't give a lot of credence to anime, but especially I would say for a manga slash comic book. And manga and comic books, the big difference is like you might have like a set of like six comic books or they're released monthly, 
But manga, like One Piece, has been released weekly since 1996. They come out in about 18 pages. And what's so special about stuff like this is you could be reading a normal like year out. Like another reason why you should check out the video portion of this podcast is like you can look at the panels of something, and like especially when you look at certain art. Um, the guy who did One Piece, Ichiro Oda, is really good at drawing out facial expressions to the extreme. But there's nothing quite like when you're reading something, and all of a sudden you go to like multi-paid spread of finding out something and it's just like it just pops out and it's just so satisfying like here's where we find out luffy's newest bounty and how he's worth over a billion berries now uh, it's in, it's incredible and um Wait, i don't know it's just I'm, yes that's awesome it's basically the equivalent i think it's like 1.5 million or like 15 million dollars is because it's kind of like yen basically but um but yeah it's it's just um I have a lot of respect for stuff like this, like because mm-hmm. the the schedule you guys work through also give it, and it's an underrated thing. The storytelling is a uh, comic books and manga especially, and I think that was yeah, those are my three books. Okay, awesome. Daniel. All right, so I actually have more than three. Um, surprise, surprise. Surprise. Um, all right, I guess like my first one is I think I talked about it last episode but it's by jack mccullum he's a journal he's like a really well-known sports journalist in the u.s and his is called the seven seconds or less and it's on like when he spent time on the bench of the 2006 phoenix suns this was of course the second this was the back-to-back year that steve nash won mvp um i uh, I, I don't know. I love it. Like, this is actually the era that actually really got me into basketball. Um, like, it was already there, but, like, when, like, the Suns kind of, like, you know, it's kind of, like, really common now. Like, the Warriors, like, you see yeah. them chugging three-pointers or, like, a high-octane type offense. You know, like, Phoenix was f- one of the first innovators to kind of bring that in. So that's kind of something that I kind of, like, love looking back on or just seeing, like, how did they actually approach a roster to kind of – Catered towards Coach Mike D'Antoni's style and then kind of like let, you know, it was crazy. Like Steve Nash was already 30 when he came back to Phoenix and somehow that's when he won his MVPs. Before you move on, uh, have you won an NBA championship with the Phoenix Suns in your NBA career mode, Mm -hmm. uh, GM mode? No, I I have not. I actually got to game seven of the second round. Wow. But I lost the Kawhi and the Clippers. You know what? That's in a, fair. In a close one. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's like uh, it's like starting in an HL twenty GM mode in the Atlantic Division. You're never going to get out the second round. Oh, it's not fun. not fun. Especially pretty, in like year two or three when Detroit are good too. It's like give me a break. Yeah, yeah pretty they funny. Progress weirdly. I uh I created a team for uh in the Atlantic Division for uh, NHL twenty. I, I was going to get back to that at a. Video games, but um, they're called the uh, the Vaughn Mighty Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel, um, what sort of drugs were you on when you decided to make the uh, the Roosters? <laughs> the Vaughn the Von Mighty Roosters. I don't know because like I was just gonna call them Mighty. But I'm like, no, like I wanted, I wanted, I wanted my own thing. Yeah. So I call them the Mighty Roosters. <laughs> also, I don't know. Of course you did. I'm I'm proud of that team. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's your second book? Second book is um I actually kind of went with the Adam approach. I also brought in a comic book. Um okay. I have the actually do I have it here? Yeah, I have it here. And while we're waiting for it, Daniel, we're good. The stop. Nightfall Omnibus of 
Ooh. Batman. This was the first appearance of Bane. Oh, Back cool. in the 90s. Uh, yeah, it's a huge book. It's this big. It's not, you know, it's actually volume one. This is That's like... volume one? Hey. Yeah, there's three volumes, but... This is like, this, this is like three volumes of One Piece. God, I love omnibuses, don't you? They're just yeah, fantastic. They're Instead of having like 90 things of One Piece, you can get like three of them. What's your favorite Batman? Like, is it that your favorite Batman comic book or what? Um... I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just there's so many. Like I like um, Scott Snyder's run on it for the New Fifty Two. I like, yeah, like Nightfall. Um, I don't like. It's hard to say because like here and there, like I, I'm like someone that I like buying the old comics too. So like seeing like the '80s Batman compared to like this Batman, it's just like, I don't know anything Batman for me to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Right. Um, hmm, three and four. I'm actually having a hard time with this. Um. Hold on. I have... So, while he's gone, for those of you who don't know, an omnibus is basically like a com- like a collected thing of... Vol- Instead of getting like three different individual volumes, they kind of combine them all together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a... You can say like a director's thing, where like they put all the Lord of the Rings into one disc. That's basically what an omnibus is. And also what Daniel's gone. A comic book is normally like, uh, like left to right. Manga are more like... Right to left, and again, we mentioned the release schedule difference there. Um, you know, we're just trying to stall why Daniel is gone. Um, Alex, you ever read comic books before? No? Uh, like the Marvel comic books. Not, yeah? Like my dad. So any- I don't have any. Um, and I don't know where they are. They're somewhere in this house. But my dad had some mm-hmm. of them, and he had taken them out. Right. I don't know where they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> But no, recently I'm not a big comic book reader. <laughs> Daniel is a uh, his camera is stuck on him halfway sitting down. It's just blur. You know, you've seen Daniel with the jacket he's wearing today. It's a nice Adidas jacket, isn't it? Yeah, a nice Adidas jacket. Okay, since he's stuck, yeah. should I just start and hopefully? Yeah. Probably. Okay. So I realized as after I wrote my three books down that they're actually all biographies or autobiographies. Mm-hmm. And I, and it, I don't know. It kind of just all happened. Um, number one or number. I'm gonna start from number three. Uh, Kurt. It's called Cujo. It's not the uh, Stephen King book. It's the. No. It's the book about Curtis Joseph. Oh, okay. And it's it's really interesting, and not necessarily just because he's a, like someone bought it for me because he was a Leafs player. But I think it, it's a very interesting story. Um, like I think he he had a, I don't want to spoil it obviously but he had not a very easy upbringing so for him mm-hmm. going from there to going to the NHL is is, is a really interesting story. Um, the second one is the Steve Jobs autobiography, and it's very you know for me I always found Steve Jobs like an interesting uh, character. His persona, because yeah. you get a lot of back and forth in what he was like, in his thinking, and you know how he acted towards other people, and to see that throughout his entire life was was really interesting. And my my last one, and I think this was the the for me one of the most interesting books that I've read just in just period is uh, it's called Open, and it's about uh, Andre Agassi, uh, the tennis player. And yeah. to be honest, the only reason I ever 
got the book is because Andre Agassi's Armenian, and that's the only reason I read the book. But it turns out that, like, his story just in general is really interesting. I'm going to spoil it. If you read the book, you find out that really he's not a big fan of tennis. Really? Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those stories where, like, man, this is completely different than what you expect. Right? Like, for hockey, at least, all these guys come out and say they love the sport. They love to play the sport. Whereas, like, this guy's like, yeah, like, I enjoy playing it, but I don't love playing the sport. Like, he talks about uh, his dad and how... All he did was push him and push him and push him him and push him. And it really eventually got him to kind of almost resent the game. But it's a really good read. Mm -hmm. I would suggest reading those books. Okay, Daniel, give us your last book. Yes, sorry. That was uh, Technical Difficulties. My last book is... um, Okay, I gave you guys three, so here's my fourth one. Oh, you gave us three? Yeah, I'll give you an honorable mention. Another one. Um, so I been I love vintage Archie comics. Okay. Um, like the old digest that you can get. Like I have like a stack of those, and um, also like a recent one was Afterlife with Archie. So imagine Riverdale during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite comic books of all time. Yeah. Uh, so well written, and like it just. Found- like if you loved Archie growing up, then like to put him in this situation is just like crazy. Um, yeah, I I really love that one. Okay, let's hey. move on to the last one. Last All but right. not least, we're just gonna run through this quickly. Top three things right. to do. I'm gonna go first. Just go through it. Top three. Yeah. If you are bored at home right now, which you might be, these are things you can do. Go for a walk. I started going for like a, a walk every single day for like an hour. And it's the best thing. Um, it's just uh, throw on some music. Oh, hell of a walk. Number two, read a book. And I think, you know what? Sorry, it's fun. I know it sounds funny. You know what the thing is though? And the reason I wrote it down is because I swear like one of the first things we were always told in class in journalism class is that we need to read, read, read and not necessarily just newspaper articles and like uh, online stuff, but like read actual books. And I found that like, now that I'm starting to read, I don't know. I feel like it might be helping. I don't know yet, but read a book. And the last one, and I, you know what? Learn something new. Okay. You know, now that school's over, I'm finally going to actually do what I've been saying I'm going to do for months and learn about these stupid, crazy, uh, advanced analytics that I've always wanted to learn about. Awesome. So I'm hopefully going to, you know, get a little more into that understanding about what Moneyball really was. And hopefully that's the start of it. So. Someone has to be the analytical one on the show. Yeah. I test. I test. All right. Um, Three things. Okay, well, this is, like, something I think everyone kind of does in quarantine, but um, video games, this is, like, something where I went, like, through months of, like, I didn't even realize how many updates I had to do on my PC or on my PS4 because I didn't turn them on for, like, like, I didn't turn on Steam or my PS4 for five months, I believe. Okay. 
and now, like, it's actually kind of hard not play every day. Um, my top games right now will probably be NHL 20. We talked about that. NBA 2K20. Um, and I've actually been going back to the old Resident Evil games. So I've been playing Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 4. Uh, those are two of my favorites. Um, I'm actually playing the remake of 2. It's really, really freaky. Yeah. But worth the money. Yeah. And it's really difficult. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of going back to my one of my, my favorite series of all time is Metal Gear Solid. So I might go back to that. Uh, number two, and this is kind of compared to Alex's, and that's think for me. I call them thinking walks. So if I'm in the house, looped up in the house too much, or I am looking at this current feature I have to finish by Saturday, um, I need time to kind of think. Um, best, well, I think best time to kind of go to avoid people is either late at night or really early in the morning. So not really, really late at night, you know stay safe out there but do what you can uh number three and this is something that i need to work on and that is keep a tidy room this is something that i i aspire to do but you know i'm not at that point yet i cleaned under my bed today and it was it was bad I think, like, I talked to you guys where I've been looking forward to, like, kind of putting up more stuff behind me as we do these episodes. Like, yeah. you know, you're, and, like, you know, I haven't got into that because, I don't know, hopefully when this feature's done and, you know, I'll have more time. But, you know, we always say that. Yeah. So, those are the top three. Okay, Adam. All right. Um, so, uh, you've brought up the video games. I've been kind of playing Animal Crossing. Not as religiously as other people have been, but uh, also, I'm a really... I've just started getting into the Kingdom Hearts franchise, and uh, that's really enjoyable so far. It's a really cute game, too. A lot of Disney stuff. Like, your main companions are Goofy and Donald Duck, which is... It sounds terrible, but it's actually really cute. Uh, I love it. Um... Yeah, I mean, a lot of other games I played when I was younger. Like, I, there was a good few years where I just didn't play as many games as I used to because it was important. Uh, another thing is, and uh, surprise, surprise for me, uh, you can build Lego. Oh. Man. <laughs> yes, old. Um, I, behind me, I have my Luke Sandspeeder, yeah. my Millennium Falcon, my AT Walker, the, the Republic version of AT Walker, and the one I got yesterday, uh, Darth Vader's Fortress. Oh, it is telling me about that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's wicked. Um, it has like lava in the front. You get like two different Vaders. You get me and Vader, and Vader in his back to tank. So he's is all. Is it real lava? Um, uh, it is all man. I'm kidding. Oh man. <laughs> my my final one here is uh, you know what? because uh, I'm I'm pretty mad when it comes back to responding to people. Uh, so I've made an effort to get you know also get in touch with some old friends who I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, like, my buddy O said you guys moved to Vancouver, is back in Ontario for a few weeks while COVID's kind of messing everything up. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking a lot more, trying to get back in contact. Um, I've, you know, reached out to some other older friends of mine to be like, hey, hope everything's cool. Uh, you know, not everyone gets back to you, but, you know, you know everyone has their lives. But you move on with more when some people do. But I'm not talking about that thing off show that we're all trying to figure <laughs> Um, but I, I've mentioned it to you. There are some friends, like even in Ryerson, who I, I hadn't talked to this year that I tried to reach. But even there, like, nah, I'm not going to say anything. Like, All right. Throwing people me in high school bus. would be losing sleep over this. But uh, me right now, if anyone knows me, they know who I'm talking about. 
But anyway, I'm not going to name names because, uh, you know, I'm not as petty as they are. Oh. But really, like, this is a good time to get in contact with people because everyone's just looking for something to keep busy. And, uh, you know, we're all in college. We all had friends from elementary school, high school. And, you know, I'm sure uh, it doesn't take that much effort to say hey and just how they've been. And it's uh, it's the little things in life, right? Yeah. So before we... Well, you've inspired this, me. Oh, yeah, I know. Now I'm about to send about lots of text messages. I promise that... Uh... When this is all over and we could meet up for class or just hang out, I will be on time. <laughs> <laughs> I promise Musa wouldn't cry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have a couple more things uh, before we go. Mm-hmm. A couple surprises. So if you've been on Instagram or Twitter, you've seen these. They give you nine options. You have to pick two. Or like which house would you stay uh-huh. in? Yeah. Okay, so I was going to do the Toronto one. But I realize that I don't know half these names, and I guarantee any of us, none of us know half these names either. So we're just going to skip the Toronto one. Okay. So we'll just start with the food one. So this is from Canadian Party Life. Um, yeah. Excellent name. Yeah. Uh, so there's nine food options. You, have to, you can only pick two. I'm going to list them off. Okay. McDonald's. A and right. W, Ooh. Wendy's, KFC, mm-hmm. Popeyes, mm-hmm. Mary Browns. Okay. I don't know what that is either Starbucks, okay. Tim Hortons. That's gone. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> no, Tim Hortons is only gone unless they're selling the hockey cards. <laughs> right, Adam. <laughs> right, Adam. <laughs> Unless they're selling what? The hockey cards. Yeah, that is true. That's I the wish. only time they're not they're not there. If you carry for more fun. Okay, I already know which two I'm gonna pick. So, Alright. Uh, oh god. McDonald's and W. I have to pick two? Yeah. Crap. Oh Daniel, that's... do you know? Um yeah. Okay. Daniel, why don't you say while Adam's still thinking? Alright, for me. Versatility wise, as McDonald's has everything. Yeah. Um, can't go wrong with nuggets and fries. That's true. Their coffee is really good. Like, <laughs> again, like I mentioned earlier, I work there and like I still love the coffee. <laughs> um, second would be Popeyes for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not the super favorite, but I don't know. The, you know, you could chicken is so versatile as well. Yeah. You can eat it with fries. You can eat it with rice. I, I was gonna say so, the yeah, exact those same are my thing. top two. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was gonna say the exact same thing. McDonald's and Popeyes, you can't go wrong. Pizza Pizza was close, but Popeyes beat that out. Yeah. I'm uh I'm down to three. Okay. I, I McDonald's obviously, you know, you've got apple pies, okay. yogurts, right? Yeah. Sundays, okay. uh Big Macs, nuggets, yeah, yeah. uh Excuse me. Hamburgers? Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Um, and I'm trying to decide between A&W's and Wendy's. Um, okay. Because A&W's chicken strips are delicious. Ah, um, oh, but Wendy's got the bait. No, you know what? I'm going to go A&W's and McDee's. Because okay. I like A&W's more. Yeah. Going for uh, the all-out burgers. I see. I see. You know, we've never yeah. gone for A&W, like the three of us. There's one at Ryerson. Where? We never went. It's um on Church Street towards college. Really? Yeah, it's like like it's like a two second walk away from the RCC. 
Well, guess what we're doing in September? We're going to get the big beast. Is it close? Uh, is, it, is it close to? Uh, is it close to Dunda? Maple Leaf Gardens? No. Uh, it's like on the way towards it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yes. I still call it Maple Leaf Gardens. I. You know what? Because I forgot the name. Okay. Twelve laws. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> right. Even Harris works there. You know what? Ooh. You know what? I don't appreciate that. He's an operations manager. You know how I feel about it. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm going to send you this one, and then I'm going to read the names out as you guys decide. It's an NHL choose your quarantine house. Okay? Okay. So I just sent it to you on Instagram. I'm going to read the house names you guys decide. I'm pretty sure I know who both of you are going to pick. House number one. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Tyson Berry, and Justin Bieber. House number two, uh, Keith Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, and Brett Hall. House number three, Keith Yandel, Kevin Hayes, Carter Hart, Johnny Goudreau. House number four, Joe Thornton, Brett Burns, Patrick Marlowe, and Joe Pavelski. House number five. Sergey Bobrovsky, Artemi Panarin, Mr. Ritzy, I don't know who that is, uh, Nikita Kucherov. Mm-hmm. House number six, Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, uh, and Evgeny Kuznetsov. Mm-hmm. House number seven, Brendan Gallagher, Kevin, Bie- Kevin Bieksa, Charlie D'Amelio, and Matthew Joseph. And last but not least, house number eight, Dougie Hamilton, Andre Svechnikov, Hamilton the Pig, and Jordan Jordan Martinuk. Hamilton the Pig. <laughs> Man, I would go to that house if instead of Jordan Martinuk it was Kyle Pekoskis as well. I won't lie to you. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure you all know which one I'm picking. Uh, obviously, you want to go hang out with Justin Bieber. Of course. Okay. House well, number pre- one. Yeah, apparently Tyson. I like whatever with Marner and Mitch, but apparently Tyson Berry's a real ball buster. And I, his yeah. American Freeman is my favorite hockey reader. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yes, of course. Daniel. Yes, I would pick. Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. I'll pick probably four. Four. Plus four. That is Joe Thorin, Brett Burns. Patrick Marlowe, Joe Pavelski. Are you trying to upset your the fans of Anaheim? Is that what's going on? Here? Yeah. No, it's just you I know I'm so. looking back on all these guys. You know, three out of the four solid Canadian boys that mm-hmm. have uh, played at all levels. Um, I don't. It's just like they're all veterans, so like it's kind of subdued in a way that I know it's just going to be a relaxing thing. You know, no partying. Uh, I could well, you're uh, get my to sleep. Party, Daniel. It's a quarantine house. Okay, social distancing. Oh, true. It's a quarantine house. Social but, distancing. Uh, social distancing. Even even in the house. So like, I, I, I don't two know. must have to no. be on the first floor. No, one has no. to be on the third no, floor. No. Okay. I um, so. I don't know. I feel like they have the best stories. To be honest, that's true. They've been around. Burns and Thornton would just be half naked with their beards out, like all day no. though. Like, see all the. You think I'm joking? Like, no, you I seen- don't. I know you're serious. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I mean, if his kids weren't around, I don't think he'd have clothes on. I mean, let's look at that ESP. What is with the sh- Sharks and doing those ESPN coverages? Three of them have done it. I don't know. 
Isn't wasn't didn't Eric Carlson Kane, do it too? Or no? I don't think Carlson did it. Man, oh. if Eric Carlson did that, I'd never shut up about it. Like, let's be very honest. I, I just felt like he did it. I don't know why. Uh, is Daniel? Did we lose Daniel? Uh, Hello? Maybe. Da, 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 That's okay. Da, 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 da. Okay, Adam, uh, I'm pretty sure I know which one you're going to pick. Okay. Yeah, which one it? do you think I'm House 7. Okay, I'll give give me your reasons why you think I'm gonna choose House Seven, Brendan okay. Gallagher. Uh, other than well, Brendan Gallagher's the obvious one, and I think the fact that you have Kevin Bieksa too is just an added thing to be like, hey, you know what? I don't know who Charlie D'Amelio is. Do you? She's a really famous TikToker. I'm pretty sure. Is she? Yeah. I'm gonna search it up. Okay, oh, and yeah. then I and Matthew Jer Joseph oh, is a Tampa yeah, Bay player. Yeah, she's so, a TikToker. Like, I, she's a TikToker. Okay, never mind. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I, I won't lie. Um, uh, like you know, I've seen some of her stuff. Not a lot, but she's pretty jokes. Uh, okay. BX is amazing too. I love BX. Yeah. Galley's gal, right? But I was actually not gonna choose seven. Wow. I was gonna house number three, which is Johnny Goudreau, Carter Hart, Kevin Hayes, and Keith Yandel. And tell me why. So Keith Yandel's hilarious. Okay. So that would be pretty easy. Uh, I whatever. But I don't care. Like Johnny Goudreau's whatever, right? You know, make. I don't really care about him or Kevin Hayes. Um, but like Yandel would just keep us going. And Carter Hart, his favorite player is Carey Price. Right. So I get to I, I get to go with another hockey. I get to go to a hockey player and just brag and just talk about Carey Price and how wicked he is all day. And Keith Yandel's just there being total jokes. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but like, I just. That you know, that I'd, surprised me. Yeah, and I'd like to talk to Carter Hart about his Team Canada ritual. Okay. And that, like I just feel like there's a lot to talk about with those guys. And I'd love to talk to Hayes and Hart about how crazy Philly is. And like I'd love to see like, hey Hayes, how much how jokes is that you got that deal? And he'd probably be like, yeah, I know. I have no idea why I got that deal. <laughs> like, Carter Hart, I think of all these guys closest to my age, so yeah. that'd be pretty good. Or like Andrei Shechnikov. But I really don't want to share a house with a pig. So I'm going to go house number three with, like, the funniest guy in the league, Kevin Hayes, who I'm pretty sure I've heard is pretty funny, and Carter Hart, who's somewhat relatable. And Johnny Goudreau is just there eating ham and cheese. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's the last thing. I would have done the Toronto one, but to be honest, I don't know half the names on there, and I don't expect you to know those names either. Mm-hmm. Is I the can- guy's, like, strong? on there or something well i can send it to you if you think you can do it uh we can do it when daniel comes Man. back if he comes back i think we just lost him i know oh, no, i think i think the ducks got to him they saw that he wanted to hang out with jumbo joe and thought yeah no we're done man that's a, i would i think it's brave going to because brett burns has all his animals and he's a big reptile collector yeah but <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't see why he would want to go hang out there, but that's fine. Okay, I just sent it to you. All right. Uh, you know what? While I'm reading this up, do you want to, like, tell everyone what we're doing for next episode? Yeah, next episode. So next episode, I have uh, one of my friends. We've been pretty much going to the same school um, since, like, forever. Uh, he goes to Arizona State University, so we're going to talk to him about some NCAA, uh, talk about some players, one player in particular, and we are going to ask him about one former NHL goalie who is currently uh, volunteering at Arizona State. 
And after that, we will be talking about um, the 2014 to 2016 Toronto Maple Leafs because some people just like to play with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Daniel's internet went out. So. Um. Okay, so let's just look. Drake, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Margaret Atwood, Doug Ford. Man, I feel like Margaret Atwood would just have it out with him. Sean Mendes, Sergey Baco. I don't know who White Squirrel is, and I can't, I couldn't take like Lily Singh. I know who she is, but I couldn't take her out of a line. Okay. IKEA don't know who anyone there is. Dead Mouse, Chair Girl, a Raccoon, and Austin Matthews. John Tory, Bianca. I don't know who anyone else is there. Man, honestly, um, <laughs> you don't know uh, these names, do you? I would probably. I don't know. I'm sure, like, Serge Ibaka is pretty jokes, and Sean Mendez is, you know, good <laughs> singing. I, why not? I, I don't, don't know even who White Squirrel is. I thought they well, just go. meant a white squirrel. <laughs> I. <laughs> well, they put a, they put a raccoon. That is true. Okay, let's look up White Squirrel. Honestly, I looked I, at it, and I'm like, man, I think I just pick House 4. I don't um, know who half the, the people there are, though. Like, I just know John, Tory, and Bianca. That's true. That's the uh, only wow. reason I'm going. Okay, I'm, I'm going to look up White Squirrel Toronto. <laughs> is it... Um, White Squirrel Way. There's White Squirrel Coffee Shop. No, I'm pretty sure okay. it's just a White Squirrel Man. Um, we're at the end of the show. Yeah, I think at of... this point, the fact that we're talking about white squirrels and raccoons, we've gone way too far. So why don't we uh, end this episode? Um, I would agree with that. I'm just going to let Daniel know. Okay, so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on YouTube... Uh, make sure to like it. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make out to make sure. Sorry to check out some clips. Um, and you know, while you're there, leave a comment. Maybe we'll read it. And you know what? Check out the Instagram page. Uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel sends his regards to the listeners. By the way, check out the Instagram page. Make sure that you also check out all our social media links. Uh, make sure to. Check out Adam's YouTube page. I don't know what what he's doing. Um, I feel like I ask him every episode. He just doesn't. We're working on a. We're working on an Andre Markov video. Oh, okay, look, Andre Markov video is coming out soon, so make sure to check out his YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. See you. Yeah. Uh, well, say bye, Carrie. Bye.